especially in the spiritual world, like it's like we try to make everything uh, mean something suffering. and it's so intense and we got to move no. through this trauma and we got to do all these things. And sometimes it's just about freeing your heart and just yeah. dance and let it go and go swim and run naked in the sun and just play, just have fun. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Lo, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. I am so unbelievably honored for this episode. I'm high vibe right now. (laughs) I rarely reach out to people to be on my podcast. I've been fortunate to have people in my community that I already know, but I rarely reach out to someone that I don't know. And I was deeply called to reach out to our beautiful guest today. Today's tea is on living a magical life. What does it look like to live a magical life? What does it feel like? And my wonderful guest today is Jenner Linden, who is a creative strategist and speaker and founder of The Wild Ones. I'm going to let her tell a little bit about her story and The Wild Ones, but it is such an honor to have you here, Jenner. Thank you for making the time. I have like, I have full on body chills right now. (laughs) When you were talking about a magical life, I just, yeah, I feel like it's so real. It's so possible for all of us to have that, to wake up to that, to be present to that, to be surrounded by that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really excited to chat with you about this today. Mm, I know. I'm like, I feel it. It's so beautiful. The energy that we're exchanging right now. And it just goes to show that when we're a match for certain people, we will come into each other's fields because I feel like I've been following you for a year and I never reached out to you. And my podcast has been going since last fall. So I was ready to finally be like, we're ready. This conversation was ready to be brought through. So here we are, you know, I would love for you to give a little bit of background on you, on your company, your mission here, and also anything you are excited about right now. Mm, okay. So how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's relevant. There's so much I could get yeah. into. I think the most important thing or the interesting thing, I guess, about my story is, is really how I even got into this work, which was about 15 years ago. It was my Saturn return. Mm. Yes, you can do the math. I'm 45 now. <laughs> <Been good. laughs> but yeah, I had a huge breakup. I was actually living in San Diego and I got dumped a week after moving in with my longtime partner. One week. Wow. So like, you know, if you've ever moved in with somebody, it's like that week where you're like, oh my gosh, we finally did. Like, it's so exciting. It's like that honeymoon right. excitement moving in and where are you going to put all your stuff? And I don't know. Anyway, I came home from work and there he was sitting on the chair bawling. He's like, I can't do this. And I was just like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> How is this even possible? But yeah. I laugh now because I can look back and realize that it was, thank God he had his own moment of whatever he needed because it really, it really had me realize how I was not showing up as myself in that relationship at all. And I was literally, I even just got full body chills just thinking about that, but I was literally just being who he wanted me to be and saying what he, what I thought I should say, what I thought. It's not like he had like particulars, right? This is what I thought he wanted. This is what I thought he wanted me to say. So it made sense that he was leaving because I wasn't even being me. And I really got that when he left. But the other thing is at this point in my life, I hadn't really done any kind of spiritual exploration. I was raised Christian and that was my only background in anything, even though I didn't really feel super aligned with it. But the great thing is, is I got sent down this path from some people in my life that started me down this journey of discovering who I was. And I started doing workshops and reading books and (laughs) retreats. And literally after the first seminar, I was like, 
I got to do this forever. (laughs) It was like my heart exploded open. The barriers of what I had to being me like completely fell away and everything in my life changed. Mm -hmm. Every single thing in my life changed. And so for the past 15 years, this has been my work because I've been doing it for me. And I fell in love with the most amazing man and got married. And it's out of doing this work. It was out of me, like being myself and being that energetic match that you were talking about earlier with him. We live in this beautiful, amazing home. I have this awesome career that it's like, I swear I'm doing this, like pinch myself Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. time about because I have, you know, all the horror stories of working for other people or trying to build a business and, you know, all the things there. So yeah, I think it was about five years ago. I decided it was time. It was time for me to put myself out there. I've been downloading everybody's else's stuff, right? I've been doing all the download and all the learning and all of the work and it's time. So I started with a group in Minneapolis and it was just a local group where I brought in different experts. I would share my own genius and all the different things I knew. And then I'd bring in others and we would just connect in community. And it grew really, really fast, like really fast. (laughs) Like people were so ready for it here. So it was really, what were you calling events? Like what was the theme around those early events? You know, honestly, it's the same that we do in the wild ones. Okay. Astrology, human design, Akashic records, subconscious, conscious business, all the things. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Drum circle was my favorite. We actually, Ooh, I um, love a drum circle. Oh, we actually did it at my house. We used to do oh. some events at my house, <laughs> which people thought I was crazy. I'm like, nah, I don't care. I, just, I know. I just talked to angels. It's fine. Yeah. Get on that. <laughs> I set the space up. I clean the energy. It's all good. We yeah. only had amazing people come, but it was really fun to do. And we actually did that one in my living room. And we, so we like took everything out and kind of pushed things aside and created this massive drum circle. And the energy in my house after that was like, I'll never forget that drum circle. Yeah. That was yeah. life changing. And that, cool. you know, that vibration in your house too. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, so magical. So tell us about in a nutshell, the wild ones, what is the wild ones today? And what is the mission that you feel the wild ones is about? Mm. Yeah. So the wild ones is a magical community of people who are spiritually curious. They're free spirits. They're caretakers of the earth. They are learning about who they are and want to learn more about who they are and how they can be in the world and how we can really shed our conditioning and connect with our core. Like that's one of my biggest, like biggest things. Cause that was the big like breakthrough for me was really realizing that I had been living in my conditioning and not really in my core. So that's a huge push of what we do. And the mission is in a lot of ways, it's about allowing people to see their own brilliance to see their own heart, to connect with their own intuition. Because that's what I love about the wild ones. We're not just one person saying this thing that you have to do. And those are great communities too, when there is, you know, a really amazing voice in it. I'm not, I'm not doubting that at all. But I think that's one of the things that's really unique about the wild ones is there's many voices. There's so many different teachers and leaders and it's, and we all have that same mission of giving you your power back. That's the gold right there. We want to give you your power back so you can have that magical life that you wanted. And it's about bringing in people that are walking the walk and doing the talk and, you know, all the things, right? Like it just, yeah, lights me up. And the mission is it's twofold, right? It's the, it's when you see your own unique brilliance, when you connect to your magic, when you're creating and letting go of trauma and layers of conditioning and being in your life, you're shifting the lives of the people around you. And then they're shifting the lives of the people around you. And to me, this is like the soul work of the world, right? And so much of what we're going through with COVID and everything else right now, it's, there's so many layers to it. But to me, this is like, this is what it's all about. And this is how we get to create a different world when we do our work. Mm. Congratulations on building a company that does have many voices because 
And now as I'm listening to you talk, I'm realizing that the divine wanted us to connect because that's what my company is, is really going to be growing into. I have always felt I'm here to build like a platform, like more so facilitate community rather than just being like this personality that is a speaker. I mean, I think that I'm meant to be a speaker, but it's also, I just want to create a platform where like everyone can come in and share their gifts. I just feel like there aren't enough of those platforms, you know, or it's very expensive to be a part of those platforms. And then who gets to decide the accessibility of that to like how our culture celebrates certain gifts and diminishes others, mainly around feminine energy in the essence. So I just feel like we're meant to connect because I, I know that's very difficult to do. You're right. A lot of companies are centered around these like big personalities. But for me, like building a company transparently, it's like, we change, we evolve, our energy could be off. And then the company suffers. The people we serve suffer because we're off that day. I have no interest in just being like the personality. So I love that you really felt that call from your soul. Cause I, I, I totally, I feel that call from my soul as well. So. Oh, that's so beautiful. And yeah. you know, it's funny because it didn't start out that way. I started out, yes. you know, standing on my own soapbox and yeah. I kind of just got bored with it. It was like, right. I want to be over here screaming at people yeah. and saying, come yeah. follow me, come follow me. I want to create that like yes. energy of all these different voices and people sharing. And one of the things that we do in the community is we have moon circles. And I love bringing in members for that. And we have a member who helps us with our energetic reset and astrology report at the beginning of every month. So it's not just about like, you know, me and my team going out and finding people that we want, want to share. It's also about the people in the community sharing their gifts. And actually we're starting this month is August. It's all about expression, right? Leo and expression. So we have this huge challenge that we're doing with the members to really share their voice and connect with each other and be in community with each other. And it's a huge piece of what we do. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And you have to create the space for that. Otherwise there's Mm. no container for people to show up to. So thank you for being someone that is creating those spaces and those containers. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to get into my six rapid fire questions and then we'll get into what it means to create and live a magical life because that's what we're doing here. (laughs) So first rapid fire, and this is like whatever drops in, whatever you intuitively feel, just go with it. For you, what does it mean to come home to you? Mm. You know, it's interesting. So before this call, I have been scattered and trying to get ready and mm. eat the food. I literally have my plate of food here. And yeah. like, but at the same time, I'm like trying to do other things. And I stopped and I took a moment and I did mindful eating instead of like shoveling it down my face and then doing other things. I just stopped <laughs> and I connected and I chewed my food and I enjoyed it. And I took deep breaths and I just got really centered like, even though I didn't feel like I had time for it, I did it anyway. And that's what coming back to me is. It's pausing. It's taking those moments. It's the silence in between the chaos. It's about that connection. It's so freaking important. It's so important because we can constantly have a reason to keep busy and keep moving. But I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. But for me, it's like, yeah, that's centering in and stopping even if it was 10 minutes so beautiful i actually teared up a little when you said that because i one of the big challenges i've struggled with since i was young was just how fast i move like i just move fast you know and it, and i as you know the spiritual path will be like slow down <laughs> force you to slow down and i just love that you recognize the power of that like moment of stillness and how we have access to do that any given moment you know and the power and like it basically gave you your life force back, you know, we can't slow down enough, you know, gosh, really. (laughs) Okay. Next rapid fire. Give me one word that describes you and your essence. Mm, Silly. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What's your mantra for life? Ah, My mantra for life. That's huge. (laughs) I, gosh, there was this, I think the big, my mantra, I mean, again, it just kind of on that, it's like, just play, 
just have fun and play and enjoy. This isn't supposed to be so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We always, especially in the spiritual world, like it's like, oh, it's like we try to make everything uh, mean something suffering. and it's so intense and we got to move no. through this trauma and we got to do all these things. And sometimes it's just about freeing your heart and just yeah. dance and let it go and go swim and run naked in the sun and just play, just have fun. <laughs> like, let's also remember we're here to have fun and enjoy this beautiful earth. Mic drop. It's that. <laughs> we do love, like, we love to latch on to suffering unnecessarily. That's like a yes. very ego human thing. And I feel like a lot of us are being asked during this shift that's happening on the earth to take responsibility for the fact that we're choosing suffering overplay. Like, yeah, we've all been through hard shit. Yup. That there's duality here. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> There's the light and dark, but you know what? Even since I made the decision to travel recently, all of a sudden, all this play has infused my life. And I'm thinking I could have made this decision a year ago. Like, why do we stay? Why do we let ourselves stay in suffering? So I just love that you brought it there. It's really that simple. Life can be that simple and magic, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, just play. Okay. <laughs> what ritual makes you feel gorgeous? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> it's hard, but honestly, breath work is probably got to be my favorite. That's, uh, I can't, I know that was one of the reasons why I was stressing before is because I didn't get my breath work in. I did some uh, other stuff this morning, but I really wanted to do breath work. But wow. I mean, if y'all haven't done breath work, we have tons of classes in the wild ones or search someone out yeah. because it is beyond the most powerful thing I think that we can spend our, you know, slice of morning routine doing. What do you think is the main power of breath work? Like what's the essence of why we should do it? Well, I think it's a lot of things, actually. I think you're regulating your nervous system. That's yeah. a huge part Absolutely. of it. Yep. And our, I mean, we're on fire all the time, right? Like we're constantly and getting hit with so many different things and Yes. all over the place constantly. And so when we can regulate our nervous system, that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. The other piece is when we, our breath is allowing us to bring that into our bodies, the oxygen, bringing more oxygen in our bodies. There's some, you know, statistics that I don't know that talk about how we have less oxygen, less oxygen in our soil, yeah. less oxygen yeah. in our bodies and all that jazz. Like, you know, and it's really important to bring that in because we really need oxygen to move through our bodies, to heal, to connect all the things. So that's another huge part of it. And I know when I do breath work, I always have so much clarity afterwards. Like my mind kind of just, it kind of just spins in this direction of where it needs to go. It yeah. kind of like just latches onto this thing of like, here's the thing. Even if I wasn't thinking about that, it just kind of all of a sudden afterwards, I'm like writing like crazy. And oh my gosh, that thing I've been trying to think about how I was going to do that. Now I totally know how to do it. It just like gives me this moment of ah, massive clarity, which is so huge when you're <laughs> living this world. Who doesn't want to get their own downloads, right? Instead of having to reach out to someone all the time, how do I do this? And I want to do, you know, help me with this, help me with that. It's like, whoa getting our own insights through 30 minutes of breath work is just, it's so powerful. Yeah. Next level. I do feel intuitively the divine wants us to do a sacred pause. And would you mind leading us in like a deep breath for a second right now? Yeah, we can right, do that. Let's do it. So the breath that I do is from David Ellis. Uh huh. And so it's a two-part breath actually. So the breath is open mouth in through your belly in through your chest and out through your mouth. So it's all open. In through your belly. And you can even put your hand on your belly and your hand on your chest to, to really feel it coming up. So in through your belly, in through your chest, exhale. And it's really done, you know, just kind of keep moving around and around. There's no pausing in between. And you can do it as fast as you want or as slow as you want. So let's let's do a couple just together. So first, let's just sink into your seat. Let your sit bones get really heavy. 
and your muscles get really relaxed. This is always Mm -hmm. such a big key when we get into meditation or breath work or anything is we often get in and we're like already tensed up. (laughs) So it's really just like letting your whole body soften and just take a a deep breath in here through your nose. And out through your mouth. And now let's begin that, those breaths together in through your belly, in through your chest, out through your mouth, in through your belly, in through your chest, out through your mouth. What I love about this breath too is if you really want to get into like those deep, deep places, you can go really fast. And if you just want to relax and just have it be like this really nourishing soul breath, you can go really slow. Wow. Yeah, it's all up to you. That is deeply expansive. There is a feeling it's, I can feel the tension kind of breaking and it's uncomfortable at first. And then it starts starts to melt. I think a lot of people are afraid of breathing because they're afraid they're going to like get hurt. It's like the nervous system's like, because we don't, to your point, we don't breathe enough. Right. (laughs) There's a reason we have all these sayings, like take a breath. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's simple, right? Like you could literally doing that in yeah. the bathroom. Right. Anywhere. Anywhere. You, anywhere. You're at a party. You gotta dip out. You gotta dip out to center in. Like to do yeah. it in the bathroom, you know? Thank yeah. You so much for for offering that and leading that and teaching. I've never done that breath. That's really powerful. So oh, David Elliott. That's the name. Hey, David, he David Elliott. Oh, oh he's yeah. genius. Genius. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Lady, I appreciate that. <laughs> Couple more rapid fires. What is an action you took recently that came from a place of abundance? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there's so many different things. Yeah, it's hard because I just, you know, made a major life decision that I'm not really ready to tell people yet. (laughs) And that's the one that's like top of mind, I think. And I guess what I'll just say about it is really making this decision that feels like something that my heart has been calling for for so long and not really knowing how it's going to go or how it's going to work and letting go of some income because of it. Like there's going to be some income loss, which is okay. And it isn't about the wild ones. So don't worry about that. We're here (laughs) forever. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing to do with that. People soul work. Come on. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good. But yeah, That's so not it's justifying. been a really big decision and it's exciting. It's like super exciting and it has, yeah, it's scary as shit. <laughs> and also like resisting the temptation to justify why you deserve it, why you've earned it. Like, I feel that people struggle to make decisions from abundance because they think that there isn't enough. They think there's not enough time. They haven't earned it. It's very complicated, right? But yeah. I love that. And you know, the the action I recently took from abundance you know, I was building a community in San Diego and I will end up back there. Everybody's like, you leave in San Diego? I'm like, no, I'm coming back. There's no place like San Diego. It's, oh my gosh, it's like the park there. amazing. My family calls it the land of milk and honey. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say like business-wise, people would think I was crazy because I was doing in-person events. I'm so grateful for everyone that came. But like, I had to do this for my soul. I had, my soul was like, we need to travel and shake up the energy, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's more abundant to me to make a decision like that because we're putting our trust and faith, like you said earlier in the universe, that there will be opportunities. There will be new connections. Yep. There will be new things to experience. There will be plenty. And that there is, is so, there's so plenty. Yes. 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 So yeah. thank you. I'm so excited for, I know the decision privately and I'm so excited <laughs> and I just know that it's going to expand you. And also why not? Like, yeah. when do we earn these things? And like, what is your 85 year old self going to think? Yeah. You know, Oh, congratulations. You worked more, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you have like, more in your savings when you're dead. Or, Yay. Or I'm really glad you traveled or I'm really glad you left that job or I'm really glad that you, you know, said yes to love or, you know, like, it's just the things we're proud of at the end of this, these lives is like, it's the, the real stuff, you know? So anyway, I love it. 
Okay. What is something that can always be found on your table? On my table? Any table. Any table. I don't know, my tarot deck. Okay. Tarot scares me a little, but I, I am getting better. I have one that I have a good relationship with. I have a deck that's like we get each other. <laughs> and actually that's in important. April, yeah. In April, I pulled the tower, which is the scariest card in the deck, in my opinion. And of course, my life fell apart. Like it was like, you need to move, you need to change, you, you know. So it was more of an emotional falling apart, mental, you know, like things we build up, but the tarot is powerful, really powerful. Side question. What do you feel you, you have gotten on your own journey from working with the tarot? You know, it's really interesting because it's actually what, you know, our conversation about, which is magic, which is really seeing the magic in our everyday lives. So when I pull a card every day and I see the synchronicity of how it shows up in my life that day, I mean, that's magic right there. That's that connecting the dots. And to me, it's like, that's what my soul or guides or subconscious or whatever wants me to see. Like, that's the thing that I'm noticing that day so that I can take action on it, or I can just have awareness around it, or I can let go of it or whatever it is. It's just, it's so incredibly powerful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's almost like you get a leg up because you, it's like you're, that's the message for you that day. And now you can play with that throughout your day or notice it show up. So I love that. I'm the same. I have so many Oracle decks. My, my family's like, these Oracle decks are so heavy because they're in bags. I'm visiting my family and it's like, (laughs) but when I start to lose my mind in our culture and what's happening, ego, I have to go to the Oracle decks. Like I literally have to center myself back into remembering that we are souls in a human body, having a human experience. Yeah, um, totally. Um, well, yeah. actually, and speaking about tar- or the, I was trying to see if I had one with me right now, but I got the tower card a couple days ago. Mm. And for me, this is what I think is really neat about tarot too. It's like kind of creating your, if you create a tarot journal every day and you just kind of take note what the synchronicities were, you can kind of go back and be like, okay, so that's what happened the last time I pulled the tower and that, and then you kind of see I like- I wasn't as bad pattern. as I thought, but it was, it was needed. It was essential. It pushed me. Yeah. Totally. For me, I always notice that my day, how I think it's going to go, isn't going to go that way when I pull the tower. Yeah. That's what tower is for me. 100%. And I'm totally cool with it. I'm like, okay, yeah. just, you know, whatever yeah. happens today is <laughs> going to be how you thought it was going to go just to let it, you know, be it. with it. Yeah. I'm going to so, choose to not be scared of the tower now. Thank you for that. <laughs> I know. I feel like more people are scared of tower than they are death. They're like the tower's worse. <laughs> like, it's funny, you know. But I, I do think that there are guides and beings that are not in human bodies that are trying to. We can't know how it's all going to go. It's part of the human experience. But there's so many ways for us to tune in and get the messages we're ready to hear. Get the messages they're ready to tell us because they can see a wider field than we can, and it's useful. It really is. I mean, I've made some of the biggest decisions of my life because of this kind of guidance, you know. And mm-hmm. so, what a time we're living in where we can more freely use those tools. Mm. So, yeah. So lucky. For those women that were persecuted many, many centuries ago, for all the women that, you know, admitted that they were intuitive and psychic and were called witches, they're looking down now and really happy that we're all able to live this way, you know, because whatever we want to call it, it's the human's fear that we have more power than we think. And so we give our power away to these external sources because there's no way we have that much power. We're like, we can trust our inner guidance and, you know, and I just think we're all rebelling against that. And it's amazing. And I hope men are too over time, you know, but it's, I couldn't live any other way, you know? So here we are. Well, we've been shown for so long that our power isn't real. That it is important yes. that the person over there standing as a leader, they have the power, they hold the power, we yeah. don't hold the power. And so it's been a really big shift to start seeing that so much, especially with the online and people having their own businesses and communities and doing this. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like we're getting our power back and we're in. That's one thing I've always had this, this weird inner knowing about since I was a child, which is I always felt like I'm really powerful, but then I was, Obviously, we ha- we all went to school, or in America, we all went to school in the systems and the government and the this and the that and the culture and the bullshit of how how we're supposed to go. You know, it's like, figure out your purpose at 18, go to college, yeah. get a really like high-paying job, yeah, yeah. really high job, find the love of your life, buy the house, have a child, you know, in that order, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess life ends at 40. Like, I'm not really sure, but I think it, that's 25. Then it's done. Right. 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 <laughs> you're 30 and you haven't done all those things. You, you you're got- screwed. <laughs> like, what have you been doing? <laughs> well, I think that leads us into the conversation today because yeah. the word magical is actually, I was telling you before we recorded, I was in a restaurant last year. I use this word a lot. Some people laugh and then a lot of people are also like shook by it. Like, oh, magical. I was in this restaurant and I was eating this this dish that the chef brought over. And I said, oh, it tastes magical. And he was like, magical? I don't hear that word every day. And it, it always stuck with me because I was like, why don't we see life through the lens of it being magical as much as we mm. could? Like, what's your perspective on the essence of magic and magical? And how has it helped you? you know, really activate and live a magical life, like the magical life that you're living now? Yeah. I've always felt just really connected to magic, but not really having that word around it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think some people get really afraid about it. They think magic is like doing spells, which it is. Right. I mean, there's other forms of magic too, mm-hmm. but magic is really like the way I kind of define it is essentially life is going a certain way and you think it's going to be this way. And then something else shifts it. It's almost like magic. Like even us connecting in the way that we connected, that's fully magic. Yes. It's so beautiful when we can do that kind of thing. And I think when we can notice the magic of our everyday lives and the things that happen to us every single day, like the magic of me just stopping for a moment to eat, that's magic, right? It's so beautiful. It's magic. This conversation is magic. What people are hearing and listening and getting out of this is going to be magic. And when we can recognize that, we raise our own energy, our own vibration, our own connection to what that is for us and how we can see it in our lives. And then we just keep getting more and more. (laughs) Mm, So well said. One of the things that I think tangibly grounds this in for my my grounded, practical, logical (laughs) people out there because I'm not one of them. <laughs> I have to learn to ground every single day. They're like, get grounded, get grounded. I'm like, yes, I'm here on this planet. It's fine. I'm doing the thing. But you know, one of the pieces that I think really brings magic home for people is synchronicity. It's my one of my all-time favorite yeah. concept. It's not even a concept. It's absolutely, it's real. It's real. And not only is it real, it's basically the undercurrent of every single moment of our lives. Every single thing is connected in my humble opinion. And Sometimes we get caught up and we're not able to see why that thing that fell out of our lives is seemingly connected to meeting this next person who's going to bring us this next level of expansion or this beautiful gift, or they're the next big expander in our lives. But then those things happen. And it's the classic, like hindsight is always 2020. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, now I see why I met that person. And then they, they introduced me to them. But this is life. Like this is how our lives are designed. And there's people that think that nothing means anything. There's people that think that everything's just like a coincidence or an accident, or it don't mean shit. And I sit here and I'm like, how? Can you not see that that is synchronistic, that that is connected to that, or that is connected to something that you haven't experienced yet? So what's your perspective on synchronicity? Yeah, well, I kind of touched on it a little bit when I talk about my tarot cards and noticing the synchronicity in my day's pull. And for me, that really is, and you kind of mentioned it too, but everything is energy, right? Like Einstein found this a long time ago. Like it literally is all energy, but because we can't see it, we think it's not real, but it is very real. It's very, very (laughs) real. (laughs) I think some people do that exercise where you kind of do this with your hands, right? And you just get the warmth and the tension there and then kind of bring them together and just start feeling the energy between the two of them. Or when we have conversation, like we were were having earlier, and we're like, my gosh, I have body chills. That's your energy connecting with my energy from way far away, right? Like that's, it's everywhere. So when we see these little synchronicities in our lives like that, they're there for a reason. And I will also say this, (laughs) because I also think we can get really too much into the synchronicities like oh my god it was a bee and I gotta look it up and I gotta find out what's going on with the bee and it's like sometimes in this world of spirituality it's kind of like (laughs) I saw a deer what does that mean I know there's another fly there's another fly (laughs) 
so true. Yeah, yeah we can't hey, get I'm not them. calling anyone out because I've done the same. Exactly, me too. Yeah. There's like a stage of that when you when you have your spiritual awakening, you're like, everything is a sign. And it's like, yeah. you look it up and you're like, wait, I don't want that to be a sign. That can't yeah. be a sign. <laughs> I'm with you on that. So I guess, yeah. So that's like my Virgo, like bringing it into like, like. Why we need you. We need you to bring us back yeah. down there. <laughs> bringing it back to reality a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. important to notice and it's important not to get like so hung up on it and have yes. to know, but it's kind of, that's why I love keeping a magical journal. I like writing those things down. You know, this is the card I pulled today. This yeah. is what happened today. Oh, I did happen to see be, you know, as well, right? Like you can write those things down and you can kind of let them go. Like we don't have to hold on and like figure it all out in the moment. Because the more that I look back on my life, the more I'm just like amazed of how synchronistic it has been. It is just, it blows my mind, you know? And you kind of think like, man, if I wish I would have known this in my twenties, I would have been doing this then, but no, I couldn't have been because there's all these different layers that have happened, that have shifted, that have connected, that I've done my own work, that I'm, you know, meeting with people that the world has to show up in a certain way for the wild ones to come through, you know, all of it. So that's right. Yeah. And even that breakup you spoke about, that was a big tower moment for you. It was probably something your soul chose to have as a big, the big learning landscape. Think about without that breakup, you would have never calibrated to meet your partner. You wouldn't be. I always kind of wonder, you know, would there have been something else? I don't know. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know to know how they can manifest, you know, let's talk about some of the shadows of of the manifesting community, because I really think there's some challenges with like people are getting very attached and then they're, it's almost like creating this cycle where, well, I'm doing all the things that everybody says I'm supposed to do when I'm manifesting, quote unquote, it's not coming in. Something must be wrong with me. More personal development work. Oh, more. And it's like creating this ironic cycle of more unworthiness. Now, for me, it's like there's a level of detachment that planet Earth requires. It's like the planet of letting go, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. it, just <laughs> other dimensions. It's pure love. We're all one here. We got to remember that over and over. And, and it's really challenging because we kind of come here to learn detachment and to also trust that our lives are going to be better than we than our ego could ever imagine. Right. And so what's your perspective on like manifesting for sure. And also like some of the challenge, like how it's leading people down a weird path and the, to where they almost like miss the magic of life. Everybody's trying to figure their whole life out. We're not, you're never going to know. It's part of the, the contract to be human. You're not going to know how it's going to go until you're at the end, <laughs> you know? We really don't. Yeah, this is a really big subject. Yeah, there's a lot of things I could say about manifesting or even co-creation is what I like to call it because generally that's what we're doing. Like, I kind of want to try to get rid of saying man or guys all the time. I'm not manifesting. (laughs) I think someone else says- I never even thought of that. Yeah, totally. But I generally say co-create because I feel like I'm co-creating with the energies around me, with the universe, with my guys, with- my higher self, all the things, right? Like we're co-creating, we're having this conversation together of what we really want. And the one big thing about co-creating is we have to ask for it, right? I think sometimes we kind of think we're asking for it or we're not, you know, like we just kind of think, oh yeah, I really want this guy. And I really, I need to find a man and I need this and I need that or need money, whatever it is. And we're like whining to our friends. And like, why isn't this working? But it's like really getting clear, like having a conversation with your guys and saying, this is what I need. Here's one of the things that I notice that people talk about in this world of manifesting and co-creating is they talk about tests and that really bothers me. Yeah, talk to me <laughs> about is, that. Mm. Yeah, this is like one of my biggest like nerve points. I'm like, there's nobody out there that's testing you. Yeah. Big God in the Universe sky. Is not, yeah. You get chronic illness, you get well, you get, right. Yeah, that's not how it works. It's not, yeah. There's not just someone out here testing. It's really about your own vibration so that when we make a decision and we say, okay, I don't want to work for somebody who doesn't respect me anymore. I should be getting paid this, but I'm getting paid this. And you start looking for jobs. You're still going to be in the lower vibration. You only made that decision one time, right? So we have to get to that. Our neural pathways in our brains are still firing that same way. 
And so in order for us to get the new reality, we have to create new pathways. We have to do new stuff. So that's the writing. That's the subconscious work. That's the journaling. That's the acting as if that's the like constantly being in the knowing that that's going to happen. Yeah. And letting go that there's going to be a test. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. And I think too, there are, I mean, this is my personal experience in life and opinion. Sometimes the way our life is going is part of the magic that our soul is here to spread. Like, you know, the biggest area of this lifetime for me, that is the struggle. Cause we all know we have that area of life. We have the areas of life that seem to be completely easy and have, I have no issue in. And then there's usually one or two. That's like the most tension. It's the hardest quote unquote, it's where the, the most contrast is contraction, if you will. And for me, it's been romantic relationships and, you know, it's taken me down a path of, really beating myself up for years. Like I think any area of your life to anyone listening that you seem to struggle in, quote unquote, I want you to reframe it and look at it as that might be the landscape your soul wanted to learn the biggest lessons in. But what I, in my experience, because we know romantic relationships are pretty much the most triggering aspect of life. So there's that. I want to say for everyone. I said this at an event, especially for women. I said this, but it's triggering for men too. But like I said this at an event with women. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to speak for everybody, but like there's nothing more triggering than romantic relationships. And everyone was like, yep. You know, it's just it calls up in us every wound, every fear, every piece of shame, every element of guilt we've ever had or we've inherited from ancestors. And it's just what it is, you know? So for me, what I was going down in that path where I was trying to work so hard on fixing that part of my life, it was spiraling me into more unworthiness, more there is something wrong with low. There is something wrong with the fact that low's voice gets loud. <laughs> There's something wrong with the fact that low is a big fucking presence. And I, I'm done with that. Like, honestly, I made a deal with God. I said, I'll be alone for the rest of my life because I cannot fit myself in these boxes anymore. To speak earlier to what you said about fitting yourself into a box of what mm-hmm. someone else wants, what a man wants, what a woman should be in our culture, you know? And I just feel that that's what happens with manifesting with people. They almost start to get into this like, fix me, I'm broken energy. You know, I got to fix myself before I could ever experience love or wealth or health or vitality or travel. And it's a very slippery slope. And I think a lot of us in the spiritual community have a responsibility to call this shit out. Yeah, I think that's important. I think it's really interesting too about how we talk about like triggers, right? Like, mm-hmm. and how we get triggered, whether it's in a romantic relationship or a friendship, even yes. you know, people that we're close with. Yes. And I remember this book, there's a book called Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ooh. Ford. It's like classic and it's amazing. And it's okay. And yeah. she will talk about this way better than I ever will, but yeah. it's so good. But essentially it's, you know, the reason we're getting triggered is because there's a piece of us that feels like there's a relatedness there, or maybe it's something we need to see. And it's not always a hundred percent. It's not like if someone's treating you like shit, then you treat people like shit, right? Like there's other work that has to go under that and look at that. And, you know, there's other things. And, you know, when we're in relationships, sometimes we don't want to do that. (laughs) we don't. I agree with we that. We want to do that with our whole lives, yeah. the whole time, like this constant, constantly getting fired. So I think some people think they have to stay in relationships so that they can keep working through stuff like that. You know, have you known people that yes. have done that? They're like, yes. but I'm just, I'm working through this thing. And it's like, yes. yeah, but it's okay if this has run its course and it'll come up again. <laughs> like it'll show up in somebody else if it hasn't been fully healed within you yet, you know? And yes. I also think, I'll also say this really quick about relationship and getting into relationship is taking that, definitely taking that time to really get connected with what you want. I mean, I'm talking years off, like let's stop jumping from relationship to relationship because yes. we really, we crave love. We crave that connection oh, so dude. much. Yes. I get it. Yes. I was single for a very long time yep. and it was hard. I did the yep. apps. I did the things. I did yep. all the stuff, but it wasn't until I was utterly and deeply in love with myself and my life. 
like everything. Yeah. It was just like, I had to get to that point. And I swear it was like this. It was yeah. like, I was just getting used to this. <laughs> Wow. And then there he comes, you know, so it really is about getting into that vibration of just pure enjoyment of who you are. Yeah. And yeah. How you share your life. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I feel like that was something I needed to hear because I've been trying to fit <laughs> as rebellious as I am and as unconventional as I am. I've subconsciously caught myself in the last few years trying to fit myself into the box and you know, it's like the childbearing years and all that stuff, all that conditioning, all that programming of like, something's wrong if this isn't happening. And I've had to make peace with the fact with like a lot of people that are alive right now, our lives are not going to go in that linear way anymore. Those days are over. And the people that are trying to stuff themselves in those boxes, it's going to be hard. The tower moments will come because it does feel like this year, I know, you know, the energy of 2022, it's obviously balance, harmony, a lot of relationships, friendships, but it's a lot of like dismantling, misaligned connections and bringing together the real, like the aligned connections. And that's a painful death and rebirth process. You know, I know more people that are breaking up and coming together right now. <laughs> I think all of us thought we'd all come together this year. It's like a lot of breaking up right now. And I'm like, you know, it's painful stuff, but I just think that we define a lot of our self-worth based on the, the people we have in our lives. And we, you're right. One of my, one of my coaches and someone who's deeply gifted channel, her name's Christina Rice. Shout out, Christina. I love you so much. She says, you know, honestly, we come into our power when we're single. We mm. we're in a relationship. We're never, and there's a lot of people, August, as you know, is a powerful month for these tower moments right now, especially mm -hmm. for people that have been stuck in stuff. We can never come into loving ourselves when we're in relationship. We just can't. We'll always dim a little bit. We'll always acclimate to the other. But what does it look like to your point? Your partner showed up when you were in your full beauty and magic and power and you were in love with yourself as you are. Everyone talks about unconditional love, but what about unconditionally loving ourselves? Because that's where it starts. It's very difficult to do that, obviously. But I just feel like that's what the divine is calling us into with 2020. Yeah. And if we're still holding resentment and judgment and yes. all of those things for past relationships too, we're still not going to connect Works with against us. Yep. Yeah. We're not going to connect with what we want as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's all about vibration. It's all about vibration when we're yes. in relationships. So if what's showing up for you isn't what you want, then you know, do some more work, do some inner work, or just, I mean, I just, I always hate the do more work stuff, like do more work, like recalibrate that vibration that feels yeah. like it's you, you know, for me, it was like, I did lots of yoga. I loved doing yoga. And every time I do yoga, it was like, I was moving something else out of me while I was doing my, you know, own subconscious work at the same time. It was that body mind, you know, combination that really, really helped me. So yeah, yeah maybe it's just some of that. Absolutely. And also like recalibrate your energy and shift it. You can do it at any time. Like we can make a choice in the next hour to decide I'm not going to work anymore today, or I'm going to go take a walk or, you know, I'm going to have that hard conversation. Like we have to take action to shift the energy, you know, or sit with it. So I love that. And that brings me to like one of the last points I want to talk to you about, which is miracles. So I'm a believer in miracles. Since I was a child, like most empaths and intuitives, I would see things that people would never believe. I was like, like that's a miracle. And this morning I'll share with you a miracle because I think part of living a magical life is to see and notice the miracles. You know, some people call it miracle mindset. And I actually am a big believer in journaling the little miracles that happen. A miracle could be something as simple as having a moment of stillness before your next meeting, or it could be as big as a huge opportunity come dropped into your inbox seemingly out of nowhere, right? Or you meet someone who <laughs> turns you the fuck on. So it's like, for me, I, you know, I'm a, I have a very intense journey with my body, the other hard part of my life, like most of us. And I, have had to like ground into all the conditioning and all the programming beyond all that. It's like my body does need to move because I have a lot of fire and a lot of energy. And most people, like I have to figure out how to move that energy myself. It's not on other people to process how intense my fire can be. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started to like 
change it up. I was like, I'm going to, because I love moving my body. I love intense movement, to be honest with you. I hate exercise. I hate the word working out. So I try to not use the fucking language, but it's like, I love moving my body fast. I love boxing, volleyball, whatever. Well, I'm home right now. There's a a gym that does these classes and it's kind of like hit and it's, it's intense, but it's like 30 minutes. It's so fast. Well, I've been going and I'm like trying to just go and change it up. Even though I hate classes, I like to work out by myself. (laughs) I come out of, this is two days in a row now. And I know you'll appreciate this, Jenner. I come out of the (laughs) gym and there's angel feathers right outside the door yesterday and this morning, twice. Now, feathers are a symbol of angels. And particularly this morning, one was falling from the sky in front of my face, right? And people are like, those are from birds. I'm like, I don't care. They're from angels. And so, you know, and it's like the angels are like, Lauren, we're proud of you because you do need to move your body. Like this is good for your physical vessel. You want to continue to expand spiritually. You got to take care of the body you have, right? So anyway, that's like a miracle to me. You know, it's like, okay, I'm doing it. What's your perspective on miracles? How do you look at that in your daily life or how do you think about them? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I think about them on a daily life, but I think what I want to mention though, is I love how you talked about feathers and that it's angels. Cause I love picking up feathers. <laughs> it's just like, it's my favorite thing to add to my altar. And uh-huh. I just, I love picking up feathers and I always feel like they come to me like at special times. And so this past weekend, the weekend before my husband and I went on this camping trip and we went on a river ride in our canoe. And we had our little dog with us. And I will say there was a miracle in that I decided to sit in the middle and hold her because we dumped our canoe twice. It was incredibly traumatic, like trying to hold on to her and hope, you know, she's trying to like get away from me and leave. And I think about the miracle that I wasn't sitting on the other end of the canoe and she was just sitting by herself in the middle because she would have gone down the river on her own. Or we wouldn't try to been scrambling to get her and all the other stuff. Yeah. And the other miracle in it that we never got hurt. We have a couple bruises. We have a couple scratches. We all got out of it. Okay. Another miracle was we had a younger kid come up and help us because we were exhausted at this point, like trying to get the water out of our canoe and holding onto it in the rapids and holding onto the dog and all the things that was going on. And he took our canoe and like walked up this gigantic hill and like threw it up top. So we didn't have to (laughs) worry about it anymore, you know, and it was just, crazy it was a it was crazy and you know your adrenaline like it was like this so my husband naps I don't know how he naps but I (laughs) I started journaling and writing in my journal and I look down and there's this tiny feather it's like this a big like how can you even see it in the dirt because it's black too it was like And then I started crying. <laughs> so yeah, my whole okay. body was just like, oh, like need to pour that out right now. So miracle are those things that happen all the time. They're yeah. those pieces that are a part of our lives that are just there. They're reality. They're real. Yes. And I would argue the energy force field of your your aura, your higher self made your head turn. Like people would say like, well, why did she turn her head to see? Like, that's what I look into. I'm like, that's your force your energy field to your point earlier that literally something told you you didn't have to think about it turn your head and you did and sometimes we turn our head and there's nothing there it's like but when those moments happen that is the magic of life like there is so much magic and this is accessible to everyone this isn't like a well some people see it some people don't no this is a choice you know and living from a place of seeing the magic in every day versus seeing terrible things that are happening every day that's a choice, you know, yeah. and it's, it's a lifestyle, you know, it really is. And I think a lot of people would, a lot of people are craving this right now because we're in a transitional time. And that's where I want to end. I'd love to hear what you think about this time we're living in, particularly now and, and how you see things unfolding as we continue on. What's your perspective on what we're living through and what we're being asked to do and become? Yeah. Ah, thank you for this question. You know, I've pondered it a lot. It is it is a really interesting time. When I think about, especially even COVID and the virus and that coming through, you know, it really is one of those things that is, it's taking our breath away, right? 
Yep. It's taking our breath away. And it's that's our heart center. It's the same area. Our lungs are from our heart and all right here. Yeah. And when I tap into that energetically, I think about how COVID is calling us to come back to our heart even more, to come back to our own truth, to our vitality, to our life, to bring our energy here, to let break down our walls, to trust, which is like, oh my gosh, who's trusting anybody right now? It's so insane. Like I think, but that's what happens when we have a big shift on our planet, like we're having right now. I mean, this is huge. This is a huge energetic shift of what's happening right now. And I think a lot of people are holding on to this, like the radical people that they see doing these things that are really upsetting and it's really hard. But I think we have to remember that whenever we have big change like this happening, which a lot of the big change is really coming from women. Like women really are leading the way and the feminine, I should even Uh say feminine, not even just women. There's men that are dipping into their feminine. Women are, you know, getting more connected to our feminine. And it's really this feminine wave that's coming into shake things up a little bit and our ego and our, you know, normal way of doing things and our egoic and chaotic, whatever (laughs) masculine energy is like, what, what, you know, and it's freaking us out. And I think it's, but I, I know for me, when I look at everything that's happening right now, I don't think we could have this paradigm shift without having the chaos. Yes. And I think that's a, a remembrance for our lives. Like it's just, that is in general how it goes. Like if we want new energy to be busted through, some shit has got to get shaken up over here. And just to remember to come back to this space, yeah. to come back to your heart, to come back to love, to share love with others, no matter if you you know, think that what they have to say is good or bad. This is freaking hard. It is hard. Like, I don't want to like these people. I don't want to let alone love or send them love. Who wants to do that? But I think that's what we're really being called to do is to share our love because anyone that's creating chaos in a way that isn't really aligned with the feminine, the new energies that are coming in, we have a lot of trauma. We have a lot of trauma here. We have a lot of hurt. We have a lot of pain. We have a lot of sadness. We have a lot of not knowing who we are. I mean, or really learning who we are, right? And we've just been handed it down from generation to generation to generation. And there's no one to blame. We got to stop blaming. We can't be like, oh, it was because of that person's dad. No, but then what about his dad? And what about his dad? (laughs) Like we could just go on forever with who we're going to blame. It's just... Yeah, it's just time to stop putting the blame out here, connecting with here, sharing our love as much as we possibly can. No matter how hard it is. Because when millions of people do that, choose to do that, the energy shifts. Shifts. Healing healing can happen overnight. I know there's people that really look down on these conversations about love because Mm -hmm. humans for centuries have been at odds with love, the vibration itself. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It is this, this like next level we're being called to. That's like divine masculine, divine feminine, yeah. not wounded masculine, wounded feminine. And you're right. The systems of the world since pretty much all time have been built on a shaky, broken foundation of the wounded masculine. And there are men right now, shout out to these men that are <laughs> stepping into their divine masculine, which is, you know, fully in balance with their feminine. Mm -hmm. They're emotionally available. They own up to their actions. They claim what they desire, right? And they are in their purpose and in their mission and having intimate, vulnerable conversations with everyone in their life. Shout out to those men because women, I feel like have been doing that for years and everybody's (laughs) been dimming it down. So I feel like we're coming into this balance right now. The, you're right. The earth is coming into balance and that's a, it's a tower moment because it's like yeah. when it's been so out of balance between the masculine and feminine energies, there's got to be some stuff that comes crashing down, you know? And the truth is like, we've done so many episodes on the podcast about the inner masculine and inner feminine. We all have both energies mm-hmm. and when they're out of balance, boy, we feel it in our own little lives. So imagine a planet of 7 billion people where it's out of balance. Like that's why we're having riots and systems are crashing and everybody's opinions are colliding on Twitter. Like that's why, because there's this like, you know, and 
I don't pretend to know or make sense of all of it. There's a lot of mystery to all of it, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we were all born during a time where like these shifts were going to happen. And so to your point, like, what are we going to do with it? Right. Yeah, that's totally true. Like, what do we, why do you think you decided to come here at this time? Yeah. I know that I didn't want to miss it. Even how hard <laughs> it is. Like, this is hard. Yeah. You're like, give me the popcorn. I'm down to be fried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah true. That's one of the biggest healing aspects of my spiritual journey is to know that we choose to come here. You know, we, we, we really do. And it's helpful to know that even amidst the worst situations or pain we, we experience in life. So oh, I can't thank you enough for this conversation. I just want to honor you and the magic that you are and the work that you are doing and the mission that you are on because we need you. And it's funny, you know, I kept pulling this card, speaking of Oracle decks, that was like, you're going to be in the presence soon of an awakened being, of an awakened woman. And I think, I think it's you, to be honest. And it was this beautiful card that was like, it takes a lot to be a match. It didn't quite say it like this, but it was like, this is a big deal on your spiritual journey to start being among people who are awakened, like next level, you know? And I think think you're the first of of a few that are going to come in. So I honor the work that you've done on yourself and the work that you inspire others to do so that they can live a magical life. So I pray that more abundance flows to you, more love flows to you, and that you continue to live in magic. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Lo. That was so special and so sweet. I definitely feel the same. I am so delighted to have been here to connect with you in this way and to have this really deep and powerful conversation. Thank you for getting real with me because that is my favorite thing to do. Thank you so <laughs> for holding the space too, because you you are an incredible space holder. So thank you, love. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to let people know where they can connect with you, how they can join the wild ones, what you have going on and anything you want to plug that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, the biggest thing we have going on right now is our amazing community of wild ones. I'd love to invite everybody to join us. And Lo will have a link for you so you can join for just a dollar for two weeks. So you can come and check out everything that's going on in the community. We have so much. (laughs) We have over a hundred workshops and practices that you can dip into anytime you need them. One of my members recently shared with me that she loves how she can just put in the search bar a topic or an idea or something that she needs and She's going to get a workshop from someone that she trusts or practice that she needs. There's tons of meditations, there's rituals, there's tarot, there's kundalini yoga, there's astrology. There's so many different things in there for people. The other big thing that I really love is shadow work and Mm -hmm. the importance of doing that. And we were talking about earlier about the neurons in our brain and shifting that. So we have lots of things in there doing that exact thing. And then every month, the first of the month or third of the month, I should say, We come together as a community and I do an energetic reset to help you reset for the month, let go of the past month and really step into the new month. Yeah, we all need these energetic resets, right? (laughs) There's stuff we hold on to so we can cut those ties together and and connect with the new energy. And then, as I mentioned too, one of our members, Nanda Devi, is an amazing astrologer and she Mm -hmm. comes on and she shares her take on astrology. And what I love about her astrology take is it's really different than anything else that you're going to see. She really taps into the energy of it. And what's the intention? What are we here to learn from that energy this month versus like, here's all the awful things that are going to happen. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. And she offers some journal prompts for you to go through. And we do that together. And it's just a really, it's a very small container, which is really beautiful. We usually have around like maybe 30 people that show up for this. So that's kind of nice. So we can come off mute and we can share ourselves and do meditation. And I just, I really love them. We've been doing challenges in the community this month. Actually started last month. We started doing the artist way together. I just read that book. That's so funny. I just finished it. Yeah, it's powerful. Oh my God. That's I love that you're doing that. That's awesome. And actually, it's my husband that's doing it. Talk about healed, what'd you say? Divine yeah, healed masculine. masculine. 
I didn't say it. <laughs> I swear wounded is the only thing that was there. <laughs> You're like divine. Yeah. Divine. Like, wait a minute. It's possible <laughs> for them all to become yeah. divine masculines. <laughs> We're all learning. It takes a shift. There's a shift. It's huge, it right? I think that's so funny, but just even that like getting that energy out i think we have to remember that this is a big shift and there's a lot a lot that needs to happen and it will and it is yes. moving anyway so he's leading that <laughs> well, he's leading that i love that he's so good he's so good he's a massive creative artist he's yeah. a songwriter he's a Aww. drama director he's a playwright he's a poet Love so it. yeah, he's an amazing human. And so he's leading people in that. I think we have our fourth class tonight, but you can really come in anytime because there's a couple yeah, key practices that are really important. And because he's an English teacher, he's also really good at like lessons. Love it. I <laughs> love it. Really good at it. So I haven't really, honestly, I haven't even really read the book that much because he's <laughs> so good at like, crash course. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. There, there's a lot of people. I just, I love hearing the transformation that's happening out of that. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we have lots of challenges. We do lots of things for the moons. I mean, I could go on and on, but it's really the intention is to keep the price point really low. It's only twenty two dollars a month after your dollar introductory. I just, I really want people to get this work. That's what's most important. I have had so many coaches tell me I need to raise it and I'm not going to because wow. this is just where it is. And it will always be here. You can come in anytime. You can leave anytime. The wild ones really is a space created for you. And it's up to you how much you want to put in or take out. And right. some months you're going to be like, I didn't do anything this month. And then another month you might come in and be like filled up with all of the things. Right. Uh -huh. So that's the wild ones at your own pace based on where you are at on your yeah. journey. Cause there is no winning this race. Like no. this is the race. <laughs> and thank you for the generosity that you have. I hope, you know, from an abundance mindset perspective, that money is always coming back to you in other channels. You know how the divine works. And so, oh, yeah. but it is important to make this work accessible. And I commend you for that. It's also one of my highest values in my company, House of Low. So thank you for that. And thank you for that beautiful, generous offer of a dollar for two weeks. Like, please, everybody do that. And I will absolutely be joining and I will catch you on the next energetic reset. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely be there. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, I need Oh, I guess now time. people will listen to it after. Yeah, it's a third of every month. <laughs> I'll definitely come tomorrow. But for everybody listening, third of every month. Oh, Jenner, thank you. Thank you, my love. I'm so grateful that we connected and for all the knowledge you dropped. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Oh. I'll see you in the wild ones. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, love.